Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Azrael, would you like to recap last session? Alright, so last session um, began with us ha having terrorized some refugees who had tried to ambush us and take our money while we were walking through the city very, very drunk. As we were kind of, you know, recovering from that attack, we rounded a corner and ran into uh, Onyx's uh, mentor. Uh, <laughs> I have it written down as um, Frodo's, but I'm pretty sure that's wrong. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I wrote down. <laughs> Protos with a P. P. R. O. P. R. O. D. O. S. Sorry. Anyways, so Protos told us that um, he had been in the city for just about a day. He was back from helping uh, refugees uh, get to the city as the uh, invading army was making their way towards the city. He told us that he was looking for his friend um, who had been helping him with the refugees, uh, but had as such been unable to locate him. Um, but he was also planning on going north to help some refugees get to the city before the onslaught of the army came. Uh, we agreed uh, to help him out, uh, gave him a place to sleep on our boat. Um, and then the next day, before we went to help him, we split up. Uh, Azrael and Javid went to the city guard to try to get a pass into the city using all of the armors that had been collected from the ship and other slaveholders. Um, uh, Onyx went shopping and everybody else went to the bathhouse to get clean. Uh, Briar's wings apparently changed colors. Um, while we were there, we discussed that we should actually probably sell the boat and that we won't need it. So we ended up selling the boat to the dock master um, and then made our way north to help the refugees. On our way there, we saw a, you know, old man stopped us and told us that we were going the wrong direction um, and the army was already on in the city. Uh, despite this warning, we continued our way north, spotting what looked like a refugee in... Uh, distress, Azriel and Demetari ran forward to help the refugee, which turned out to be a dragon, and we were then attacked by the army, or a scout group of the army. Um, and that's all I have written down. Uh, yeah, and then we, and then um, Snow and Javid snuck up to the actual encampment, heard an entire speech from a large, colorful Leonin wielding black claws, um, saying that I am now your masters. And then he stuck his black iron claws into the leader of the town and incinerated him from the inside out. And then they came back to the party and we started discussing what we were going to do. And then that's where we ended. Because I've got a brother in fur to kill because them claws are mine.
All right. So, Javid and Snow have just returned to the party and explained to the rest of you what they saw. Does this Leonin sound familiar to me at all? Like, have I heard about a Leonin war general or anything? Make a history check. You would know that there are Leonin who live in Austrinium, but uh, this guy specifically, probably not. Okay. I just didn't know if I had heard of anybody that had risen to a position of, like, pretty good power. It is not uncommon. We like a connection between uh, this Redford Leonin and the Redford Leonin described by the elf whose journal we found. Do you make the connection? Yeah. I don't know, do you? you well, he the described from Redford, Lennon, and... I mean, I mean, Javid could. Javid's not unintelligent. And he read the journal. I mean, it is not unreasonable to think that you remember that. Yeah, okay. And if I remember correctly, we're setting up camp, right? Like, it's, like, later in the day? Well, I thought um, we had just done it. Well, I thought it was, like, so we had left kind of, like, what, mid-morning or something? And I know we had taken a short rest, some of the party anyways, who had needed the short rest. We're, we're sitting kind of off kind of hidden. And it was described uh, to us that the uh, travel time would be about three hours to get to the village. Correct. Okay, so it's still not, we're, we're still like afternoon time frame. We're not, yeah. we're not sleepy time. Correct. Sorry, I'm late, guys. I mean, so I'm, I'm reading through the journal, and, and yeah, I could definitely say In the marking this morning, I saw an execution. Apparently, a group of locals tried to steal the food cart meant for the soldiers. A monstrous red fur Leannon led the execution. He gave a great speech about how the locals must get used to the new order. He practically ripped the heart straight out of one of them. I've seen a few of them so far since I've been here but this was my first time really getting a good look at them if i hadn't been so scared i might have thought his green eyes were something beautiful did this leonin have green eyes uh he did neat so that's the one yeah. being described yeah i definitely think javid probably would have made that connection yeah i can't see that journal in foundry so i was like trying to read it um yeah. it's it's under journal of I can't pronounce his name geologist. It's yeah, it's in the journal entries. Yeah, it's just not in my journal entries that I can see. I got Ted's backpack, party ledger, and notes to Namav. Oh, weird. So uh, I think we should head back uh, to Kenny Tor. 
Uh, I don't see any advantage to us in, in trying to take on the, the uh, Australian army. Agreed. I, we could probably do much more good from the city. And might even get a uh, commission to do some scouting. Well, at the very least, we need to let them know that they're this close because it doesn't seem like the army is aware that the Austrinians are this close. Agreed. Right. You should definitely pass that along. So I think we should push back kind of like at a double time back to Torvir Deep, back to Candy's Hor and Torvir Deep. Right. Yeah. Do you want to keep an eye out though for any scouting groups that might be following us or um, you know, signs that they, they might be coming behind us? Yeah. Um I think uh Javid wants to uh obscure our, our tracks so we don't get followed. You're going to be falling way behind if you try to do that. We're we're moving fast. So yes, yeah, so if you guys are trying to double time, it would be very difficult for you to do that in any meaningful way. Don't you have pass without yeah. a trace? Can we just use that? That's you're you're absolutely right. Thank you. I will I will cast pass without a trace. Yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to sneaky. I'm just trying to get back to the like after Javid and Snow come back, my main worry is, is that we have a town full of refugees that are sitting ducks effectively and no one knows about it. So I'm just gonna be hauling straight ass. Hold on a second. I'll be I'm gonna be AFK for like thirty seconds. Sorry I'm late guys. I'm so used to two o'clock. <laughs> my time. Yeah, yeah that's why I was late here. last week. Like, when <laughs> Liam called me and was like, hey, bud, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know, waiting to play. And he was like, well, that was like 10 minutes ago. And I was like, shit! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, my name. I was like in the middle of a Civilization Six game. It was just like, I chilling. Said, just <laughs> big chilling. I was like, damn, well, I guess fuck us. <laughs> I was just big chilling, and then he <laughs> called me and was like, "What?" Because you texted me, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll be there." I don't understand why you're like being confused. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why are you on my ass, man? <laughs> yeah, my neighbors and I are cutting down some big trees. So, yeah, and I'm willing to risk the con check for maintaining speed too, because I know it's like three hours outside of Candy Tour. But like I'm, I'm pushing it to what I know I can run. So I I move pretty fast. So I I, I think I would keep up with Onyx, but still be able to keep an eye out of anyone who might be following us. Yeah, because I technically have like thirty five feet of movement, and I think you're like what forty five or fifty at this point. So forty five. I'll I'll be higher next level, <laughs> but forty five right now. Yeah, and uh, Javid's got uh, 40 speed. And then Yield Tabaxi over there. I think the only one that we, 
the only two we'd have to worry about is Demetari and Protos. With Protos being as big as he is, his strides are probably long enough to keep up, but Demetari and... She's only 30 feet, right? Yeah. I think she's the slowest. Her and Briar, but Briar can fly. Yeah. And Briar's 35, I thought. So, not quite. Oh, yeah. I forgot she got barbarian movements. Actually, with level 6, she might be 60. Or 40. What's up? Did you level up? Oh, yeah. She hasn't leveled up yet. So. Yeah. I did it right when I logged on. Is it not showing up? Uh, It's not showing me. I see. What'd you get for 6 level? Um, I just went with standard rogue, so I just got extra bonuses to perception and survival. And I know Regan was working on leveling up Demetari, but she was still spell shopping. So she's, I think she has her spells picked out now. She just hasn't been on D&D Beyond to actually level her character yet. All right. So, can I get you guys? This is going to be a group stealth check. I don't think moving fast imposes a disadvantage on stealth. Yeah. So, specifically, the way the game words it, like the rules words it, is stealth oh, is half speed. You can't even use stealth unless you're going slow. Yes, you can't uh, even stealth unless you're half speed. I'm like quadruple proficient, so is that like a straight roll for me? Well, alright, so I guess here's the question. Are you guys double timing it, and you're going to get back in an hour All and the half, time. Or are you going to go slow and be able to stealth? I don't, know the, I don't know what the party's doing, but I'm hauling ass personally. Yeah, I think we're double timing it. My concern is less about stealth and more just making sure someone's not following us. Can, if you guys are double it, can I get some perception checks? Disadvantage, straight rolls, what do we got? Uh, it's just a straight roll. Um, and in fact, it's only a, it only is a minus five to your passive score, so anyone who is actively paying attention is just, just a straight roll. Yay. I trip over rocks. I, I, yeah, I imagine Onyx is so distracted. He's not even paying attention to his feet are. He's, he's double timing it. You know, he's on his way back. Yeah, I'm like just chopping arms, just hauling ass, trucking through bushes and everything. Do you want me to roll for some of the people who aren't here? Um, is Javid able to roll, or is he not going to do it? Uh, I did roll. Did, did it not show? Oh, no, I don't have. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, but I, I rolled a, a uh, seven. Okay. Yeah, Trey, this is my homework project. Is that a musket? <laughs> I am building a muzzle loader. Apparently, Briar is paying excellent attention because she's, you know, flying and able to see, like. <laughs> She can fly backwards. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she could. That's totally, totally why she. She, she... Do like a, a like a breast, like a backstroke thing, like upside down, like. 
Uh, it's like when you see a Blackhawk come in and just do like that crazy like spin. Basically. Uh, what's Protoss doing? He's not doing anything. No, he's just running. Big boy, huffing and puffing. So, uh, all seven of you begin, like, beating feet back towards, uh, Canny Tour. After probably about an hour, you're getting closer to the village. You begin kind of, you're recognizing some of the landmarks you saw as you exit. You suddenly hear from Briar, hey, what's that up there? And as the rest of you turn... You can see these like big winged creatures, three of them, like high above, and then their wings fold in and they just start diving towards you. So, I need you guys to roll for initiative. Um, my character oh token my is not available for me to click on. Hold on. Yeah, we're gonna have to re-roll that. <laughs> it was almost a 20. I'm rolling so well, I rolled a 18. This is terrible, I don't want to hear it. I, I can't roll for Briar because I can't click on her token. I mean, I could roll in D&D &D Beyond, but I can't roll and put her on the initiative. No, oh, you're going to have to do Dimitari as well then. Because I rolled for her, but I can't click the token. Reads an 18. Whoa, say what with advantage? What's that? An 18 with your advantage and all your pluses? Uh. Well, it was, it was a, a 6 with a plus 12. I don't know that. Uh, yeah, that's 18. He just rolled bad. That's all. That's tough. You know, he just wasn't paying that much attention. He's running. All right. Because that looks like everything. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Eh, you know what? I don't care. It's fine. So do but. we only see the flying creatures at this point? Or do we? are those the people that are flying on the flying creatures? As they get closer, their wings tuck in. They're in this, like, dive bomb towards you. You can see kind of hunched over riding on their is these soldiers in, like, full plate armor with, like, great swords at the ready. And the creatures are just, like, twisting towards you. 
Do they look giant-like, or do no, they, they look, look like... They look like human. Okay. Human, potentially. They're, they're, uh, they're riding wyverns? What are they riding? They are a species of wyvern that is native to Austrinium. Oh. And how far away are they when we spot them? Probably... Because I'm measuring about like 80 feet. I'm just curious if they're like high up. They are, yeah, probably a couple hundred feet up. But they're okay. fast. Alright. Uh, in fact, they close about 200 feet to you guys in like... You know, just a couple seconds. Uh, Dasha, too excited to see you do a party wipe. Yeah. Alright. So... Uh, two of the knights are wielding crossbows, which is worth noting. Um, but one of them <laughs> flies overhead, Protos being the largest member of the party. The claws just, like, dig into his shoulder. Uh, and... He got some of his hit points back. Two quick swipes with its claws as it just <laughs> flies overhead. Uh, he takes a total of 18 slashing damage. Is this a flyby, or, or do people get uh, uh, reacting? It is a flyby. It does not provoke opportunity attacks. Uh, but it's pretty close to you guys, roughly. It's maybe 15 feet off the ground as it just dives down and, and grabs him, and it's like kind of flying back up to make another pass. Uh, Javid, it is your turn. So, uh, I spot uh, one of the... the uh, riders with a crossbow and I want to fire uh, a shot at it and gotta wait for page loading because apparently it's gotta reload the page every time they come back I'm using the uh, phone, and so all right. I'm. What are you excited about there, Trey? Oh shoot! I didn't call it. Um, yeah, uh, twenty-five to hit on the knight. On the the um, yes, the knight with a crossbow. Which I guess hits. That does hit, yeah. And 
So, 11 damage. And uh, I'm going to use um, Deft. Uh, where is it? Come here. Busher. I... I'm just going to roll a, a D4 for that. So that 14 damage? Um, uh, yes. Alright. The, the first um, round of, of act done, I'm going to Fire a second time, this time using Sharpshooter. For minus 5 to attack, plus 10 to damage. Oh, whiff. Alright. The first shot just, like, connects straight into his chest, and you see it, like, dents his breastplate and lets out a grunt. The second one just, the dragon all, like, noticing that you've struck its rider, kind of twists and does, like, a little roll. Uh, the guy is like fully strapped in, so he stays in his seat, and the arrow just flies wild off into this guy. All right, and then I'm gonna take my uh, third attack, and again with with sharpshooter. Uh, Twelve, I'm guessing, because he's armored. Does it? It does not hit. All right. Your second attack just like glances off of his armor. Uh, that uh, that's my my uh, my turn. All right, on Okay, how far above us did you say he was? 15, 20 feet. He's not low enough that you can attack him from the ground. Well, not yet. I'm gonna take a deep breath. And just, like, just as I'm taking in this deep breath, you're going to watch the power from my necklace go in through my nostrils, and I'm going to swell to the size of large. So I'm using a bonus action to use Giant's Might, which allows me and everything I'm wearing to become the size of large. suddenly become a very large target, my friend. And so that was my bonus action. 
And then as my action, I want to jump up with my extra weight and size to try to wrap up this wyvern and haul his ass down. So athletics. an athletics check on you. So with Giant's Might, I also have advantage on all strength checks as well. Strength-based checks. So that's... Which one are you trying to take down? The one that did the flyby? Yeah. Okay. 17! Alright, you just, like, leap up and grab it by the tail, and it kind of <clears throat> jerks forward. The creature lets out a screech, and you just, like, you're, like, pulling it by its tail back towards you. Yeah! Go on, Ox! Right. Well, is that the end of your turn? Mm. Yeah. I'll end my turn there. Okay. Alright, the rider, as you begin, like, dragging his mount down to the ground, he's gonna, like, reach back and try to whack you with his... He must be a very proficient rider to survive a thing like that without getting thrown. They're, like, strapped in. Yeah, like... I don't think he's able to fall out. Apparently, he did a barrel roll and didn't even fall. What's your AC, bud? Uh, 17. All right. Whack! One of the con blasts connects you in the shoulder with his greatsword. Another one, he just drops it into you. Uh, what about a 22? Because I would reactively cast shield. All right. Both of them, as it was like about to drive into you, and you can tell this was about to hurt. You just like <laughs> explode off, and this like great sword is knocked away. Uh, he was about to deal twenty six damage to you. So, hell yeah! Oh, all right. The other two knights, noting their companion is in danger, launch crossbow bolts toward. You do have shield up though. Yes, twenty two. And, like, one of the bolts is just, like, it, like, strikes the shield and just explodes into these, like, little shards. The other one kind of connects with the ground next to you. Uh, and you can see them begin, like, winding up their crossbows again. It is Demetari's turn. So, um, how far away are the other two riders? Uh, probably 50 feet off the ground, 50 feet away, so maybe a little more than that. 60 so, feet, probably. 60 feet or so? Uh, well, let's find out. Yeah, something like that. 
All right, she's going to cast Tasha's Mind Whip at one of the riders that's been shooting. Uh, does she want to target the one that Shavid already shot? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, that's an intelligence save of 16. But that also means on its next turn, it cannot. It gets a move, an action, or a bonus action, but only gets one. All right. You watch as, as like she kind of points towards the, or kind of like whispers towards the knight, and he like quickly grabs his helmet for a second mid reload. Seems to hurt him. His mount is confused. Uh, is that the end of Demetari's turn? Uh, yep. That's all she's got. Okay. It twits to be Snow's turn. Right, so is... Do I have a clear shot on the Wyvern that Onyx has grappled? Like... What exactly you is the could, size like, of theirs? You could move. They're large. Onyx is approximately the same size as it. If you kind of move off to the side, you could probably get a shot at it. Yeah. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to use my bonus action for insightful fighting versus it. Would he have advantage already just because I have it grappled? I don't think that's how insightful fighting works. No, 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 not insightful. No. I'm just, I just mean advantage on the attack roll. Because it speeds reduces your... I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure that's an effect of the grappling condition. It's not. It's not specifically called out, but... I, I think... I thought it was more if they're... Um, if they're restrained. Like, yeah, there we go. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> Alright, uh, you can read its actions. You can tell that it is like kind of scrambling and clawing to get itself free. I'm gonna hit it with, hit it with an arrow. Alright. That is, like, if you could see my screen, it is like the dice is canted to where if it had fallen over, it would have been a nat 20. Uh-huh. All right. The arrow just, like, the, the kind of creature twists in Snow's hands, or not Snow, in Onyx's hands as you try to line up the shot. And in an attempt to not shoot Onyx, who is, like, wrestling into the ground, your arrow just flies wild over That'll be the end of my turn. Alright. Twits to be Ezreal's turn. Alright, so I wanna, like, kinda climb up Protos and, like, kick over to Onyx and then flip over the Ryvern Rider and, like, land, like, sitting on the Ryver on the other side of him. Okay. Make an acrobatic shot. 
That's like such an awkward thing, like be sitting in a saddle and then someone lands facing you in front of your saddle, like, oh shit! Yeah, what if it's so cool? You kind of, you like scramble up Protoss's back and leap over to Onox, and, and you're able to kind of get onto the to the wyvern, but um, you're not able to do your, your leaping maneuver towards the rider. So where am I, like, am I just kind of on the tail of the wyvern? Pretty much, yeah. All right, well, I'll still stab him. Okay. But I don't have advantage, right? Because I'm not flanking. Definitely, no. definitely not. That does hit. You kind of, like, drive it into, like, a, a lightly armored spot. His thigh doesn't have, like, all of the armor on it. He kind of has just, like... Most of the plate is torso up, so you find a little, like, gap in his thigh and drive the, the knife in. Alright, and then I'll, I'll kind of, like, hit him upside the head with, with my unarmed attack. Alright. That does not connect. You like, you, he just kind of, like, puts up his arm and, like, braces it, and you just, like, glances off of his plate. All right. Uh, well, that's my turn. Am I standing on the tails of the Ryvern? Um, like, if it moves, will I fall? Let me check. Um, so you're not quite on the the wyvern. You're you are on like Onyx's shoulders, pretty much. Oh, okay. All right. Um, then um... I rolled your your acrobatics check was like a contested check against the wyvern. So you're not on it, but you're close enough to attack. All right. I'll I'll just stay on Onyx's. Uh, actually, no. I'll get off. I I probably should still have enough movement to get off his shoulders, right? Uh, yeah, probably. You better lie. Yeah, I'll I'll just I'll hop off his shoulder just so I don't you know get in his way of attacking. I used the climbing onto a bigger creature, so it was your acrobatics contested by its athletics. Ah, um, okay. so you're not clinging clinging on it, but you got close enough to where you could have made attacks. Yeah, I figure Onyx wouldn't resist me hopping on him. Probably not. I think he knows right. what you're trying to do. No, more than welcome to. All right. Protos is going to move forward and try to whack. He is upset that it clawed him, and he just rolled bad. Okay. He rolled an 11. He, like, kind of, like, tries to cleave the, the great axe down, and the wyvern, like, twists in just the right way for him to just slam it into the ground. of his would be Briar's turn. Let's see. Do we want her to fly up and try to grab the knight off? Because that would be funny. Oh, that sounds cool. And something Briar would do. Hell yeah. Rage, fly up, try to take his head off. Yeah, she yeah. should rage first. Just because, you know, that is technically, right? Trying to, like, grab him and that's kind of attack, right? It, so, yes, grappling does count towards... Uh, Rage. Yes, right, so she's she can definitely rage. rage. 
And she's gonna wild magic. Six. She has a plus one to AC. Uh, and anyone within ten feet of her also has plus one to AC. Let me see if I can give her an... like light. No, I just use the light thing. So anyone in, within her aura has a plus one to the theory. She flies up and is going to try to grapple the knight and rip him off of the She just like flies uh. up, like bear hugs him, and then just like rips him out of the seat. You see like leather straps that were holding him in just explode, little rivets fly out, and she just <laughs> kind of like tosses him down to the ground, and as he like falls, you know, just a, a couple of feet or whatever, then she just like drops down on him with her gray axe to make the other attack. Twenty-seven. Oh, she's just hot. All right, and fourteen damage. That'd be plus two, I think. I don't think it's counting the rage damage. And she just like flies down and just cleaves into his shoulder as he's like on the ground. Oh, you know what? I'll say he's prone. I'm gonna give her. I'm gonna roll again just in case she would have gotten it. Just in case she would have gotten a crit. She did not. She rolled a two. Never mind. But still get the shit out of him. All right. The dragonal is. gonna try to break free from your grapple. Uh, I don't know. Nah, he knows you're stronger than him. He's gonna claw. 
And your AC is 19. Uh, I still have shield up. So. Alright. The claws just like deflect off of your your magical arm. Just, right. Actually, my AC is 23 right now. Because I'm in Briar's aura. Alright. Alright, the two other Dragonals are going to swoop down. One of them is going to attack Javid. And the other one is going to attack... You shot at them. Can't ask. Not that one. The writers are smart. They know what they're doing. Would you say that, you know, this entire situation was a trap? Yeah, probably. One of them... Oh, sweet. <laughs> ...claws into Javid's shoulders. Shoulder, I should say. Uh, one of its strikes connects for 15 slash... The other claw, you just kind of duck and you can feel it just, like, right over your head. Uh, the other one... Snow. Both of its attacks are going to connect, uh, also for 15 damage total. Uh, it rolled really high. I have, resist I have resistance to damage dealt by traps. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> no. You said, you said that this was a trap. No. Uh, you said 15? Yep. Alright, well, I'm going to uncanny dodge that shit. So. Uh, I think you can uncanny dodge one effect, so one of them was seven and one of them was eight. So you could have. Uh, you could take three or four less damage, your choice. So that would be 11 total, so four more. Alright. Jimmy, it's your turn. Alright. Okay. Uh, I'm going to shoot that guy that just clawed me. Or, uh, is this the same one I've been firing at? You were firing at its rider, but yes, it is the same one. The rider drove it to the attack rider. you. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, uh, I would go again at, at that, uh, rider again with sharpshooter. Uh, plunge. Uh, Alright, and I will do, again, second attack. Uh, you know, this isn't working. Are you... You're shooting at the rider? Yeah. Okay. Uh... You know what? I'll bet those, uh, white, white uh, wyverns aren't... Uh, armored. And if those, uh... Knights take a fall, they'll, uh, that'll make a fun little tumble. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm changing my mind. But anyway, that was my turn. 
the two arrows <laughs> fly towards the one that had just struck at you. And one of them, like, glances off of his armor. The other one just misses by an inch. Onox, it's your turn. Nineteen to hit for longsword. Did you? Can you hear me now? Yes. Hear yes. Now. All right. Uh, I'm gonna pull out my longsword and stab this lizard that I got in my hands. All right. That hits. Obviously one-handed. Good for you. So it's eighteen total because I have an extra D six because of giant's might. like kind of like cleave into its side it lets out a shriek and begins like striking at you harder with its claws and then as a bonus action yeah fuck it yeah as a bonus action i'm gonna daunting roar so the wisdom save of 13 for Anything within 10 feet, so... Okay, the, uh, the mount and... The knight. Get it. Yep, the mountain rider. Wisdom save of 13, or they're frightened of me. Alright. Neither of them seem affected. In fact, the knight is quite stalwart. Uh... That is the end of your turn. Then, the knight that was thrown from his mount is going to stand up and then just start whacking at Briar. But he's going to be a real dick about it. Not to great effect, though. Two swings towards Briar. One of them connects for 12 slashing damage, which becomes six. Alright. Uh, the other two knights... Good luck to that guy on the ground. They're going to shoot at Javid. <laughs> and they both miss. Thunk, thunk. Two arrows drop. Sink into the ground at your feet. They're uh, not super great with the uh, heavy crossbow. 
Kunst be Demetarius. All right, so um, she's going to cast Ray of Sickness at the rider that is firing at Javid. They both are. Um, but you only one of them is injured. The injured one. She's going to cast it at the injured one. Uh, yeah, she's going to upcast it at second level. Okay. Nineteen does hit for thirteen points. Yep, and then it has to make a constitution saving throw. Save is sixteen, or it's poisoned until the end of her next turn. He is not poisoned. Not poisoned. But he did take a bunch of damage. The uh, green blast like catches him in the shoulder, and you watch as he like kind of lurches forward in the seat, and he begins like putting away the crossbow. All right. Yeah, you better run. Snow, it is your turn. Let's see. All right, I'm going to shoot at this one, at the Wyvern. Okay. Is your insightful fighting only against the one that you targeted earlier? It is only against that one, but I'm not moving, so I get advantage on this one. Okay. That hits. I just sinks straight into the creature's chest and lets out a screech. Is that the end of your turn? Mm. Okay, Ezreal. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna run over and flank with uh, a briar and then just try to sink my sire into this guy. Or my sykes. Well, that is. Alright. That's a crit, so I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is gonna do bonus action and then use my Fury of Blows replacing one with my hand of harm. Sixteen damage. Yeah, sorry. That was twenty eight, so the hand of harm adds eight to that nine. So it's 
26 would hit for the second blow, and then plus, so that'd be 17 on top of that. I'm confused. So you rolled the 26 for the flurry of blows. Right, yeah. So eight bludgeoning, and then you use the, the key point to deal another eight, and then you have another attack, right? Well, so the Fury of Blows replaces, so I get two attacks with Furies of Blows, but rather than doing another attack, it's the Hand of Healing, which, or Harm, let me hear. As an attack, you use you points when you, oh, that's healing. You take a creature on the you spend one more point narcotic damage. Yeah, so um, it basically, here, let me add this to it. So what it does is it basically adds another so as part of my Fury of Blows, I can use a key point. This is my Fury of Blows to add an additional narcotic damage on top of my Fury of Blows. So I Fury Blows, roll. Yeah, because I get two two attacks with Fury of Blows. Okay, so you dealt another nine damage. Exactly. Got it. Plus the eight narcotic on top of that. All right. With this, like... Quick rapid strikes up his back. You watch him just like grunt and then he drops to his knee. Dead. Awesome. Um. Um. Yeah, I'm not. I think I think I'm just gonna stay here because I don't really know what to do. Everything else is in the air, so yeah, I'll, I'll just stay there and kind of triumphantly like maybe kick him a little, make sure he's dead. Oh, he's dead. Kick him some more. All right. Protoss is gonna flame. That hits. Not for much, though. He rolled with advantage on that? He did, yep. But it was just a low damage roll. 2d12. 1 and 1 on each of them. So he deals a total of 6 damage. Neat! The minimum damage roll he could have dealt. Jesus. Alright. Uh, it is Briar's turn. What would you guys like Briar to do? Can she do that same maneuver with another rider? How much movement does she? Thirty-five. She could oh, probably is it 40 get. Now? She has forty. She could get to the yep. one that's close. Yeah. Why, why doesn't she go and um, do that? All right. That seems pretty cool. Oh yeah. She is going to fly up. Dump his ass on the ground. Loner for that guy. She's got a 24. And I don't think he can roll higher than Alright. And she grabs another one, ripping him out of the seat. Uh, and she... 
He was about 30 feet off the ground. She lets go of him, and you guys watch as he plummets about half the distance, and then he just kind of, like, something seems to catch him, and he gracefully falls the rest of the distance, and, like, kind of superhero lands on the ground. Does he look monkish, like he has slow fall? No. This is a dude in, like, full plate armor with a, a great sword and a heavy crossbow. Um, but for her next thing, because she can't get to the guy that she just dropped, uh, she is going to hit the wyvern that he's ready. With a 17, and it does hit for 8. leaves into its, like, catches, like, part of its tail. Alright. It is going to... This is round four of combat, right? Uh, no, no, it's round, round three. three. Oh, it says it up there. Yep, I can read. Uh, the Dragonal... ...is going to try to attack Brian. Uh, one of them is a nat 20. The other one misses. For 20 damage. Boost to ten. And then it is going to drop the thirty feet to the ground and like land next to its rider and kind of like you can see that it like gets ready for him to climb back on top. Provokes an opportunity attack, right? It does not. Uh, uh, the other one gonna fly. Snow I require uh Dexterity saving I require an acrobatics or athletics check here. Hmm. Hmm. God damn it. Alright. It is going to grab you by your shoulders, and then just start flying up into the air. I immediately grab it and sink my claws into it. Okay. <laughs> you trying to grapple it back or something? It ain't dropping me. Okay. Doing that cat thing where it's like, no! <laughs> Alright. Uh... Uh, it is going to claw you while you are grappled. And now you're 50 feet up. Just so you know. But as you're like, you're like, kind of doing like little, like, weird little maneuvers in its claws, like get out of the way, and it's like black back claws are trying to get you, and you're just like, no! Out of the way. So it's not <laughs> able to hit you. Alright, but you are... Uh, now 50 feet in the air. Shit. Uh, and the other one is going to claw. 
When I sink my claws into it, does it do any damage? No. Not in any meaning. Death by a thousand cuts. This game is bullshit. Well, I guess bullshit! Uh, Onox, your AC. As the one you are grappling is attempting to claw you. Uh, 17 currently. Alright. One of them connects. Like, it like, kind of like slashes at your chin. Uh, for 14 slashing damage. That is it. Javita, it is your turn. Alright. <clears throat> so, uh... There are two wyverns in the air, right? Uh, there's actually got... one on the ground. There's one on the ground about, I don't know, 15 feet from you. Alright. Well, I will, uh... Aim at that wyvern. And we're gonna, get it. We're gonna try... Uh, sharpshooter on it. Okay. Uh, minus five to hit and um, plus ten to damage. All right. At last, I do some damage. And uh, so for that, I'm going to call uh, a favored flow on it. And I think that's a D8 of additional damage. Uh, for, yeah, for six, six damage. And I'm going to sink another shot into it. I don't see your damage from that longbow. I only see the two. Uh, oh, I forgot to roll damage. Yes. Uh, so that's 18, 18 damage. So 24 damage? Yep. Alright. It just like straight in its chest and like kind of like buries itself in. The creature lets out a shriek. I'm gonna do it again. Alright, go for it. Because it's still alive and I don't want that. Has anyone noticed that I'm now flying away? I mean, I we so. can... Yeah, but we can't really do much about it. Yeah. Well, no one's tried anything, so... Awareness, you know. <laughs> I mean, if we <laughs> drop the liver and that, that uh, is going to be bad on you. I got cat <laughs> reflexes all the way on top of it. Uh, 20 to hit. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, that 20 to hit. Yeah. And... Uh, 22 plus 6, 28 damage. It is very injured. This, like, second arrow buries itself into the creature. Blood is flowing from its wounds. Yeah, I've, uh, sort of, uh, started in on them. They, they, uh, Surprised me a little bit, and uh, so I'm, you know, getting my uh, sighting up the um, meeting, you know. Yeah. Got to 
Uh, uh, it's moving target, so now, now I've got them sighted in, and, and uh, they're going to feel it. That's my plan. Onyx, it's your turn. All right, I'm gonna hit this lizard with my longsword again. Sixteen. Then I'm going to use my second wind. Regain thirteen hit points. That's going to be my turn. Okay. The knight that is riding the beast carrying snow is going to try to whack him. How can he reach me? Yeah. Like that. Okay, how... Talk about some sizing he's issues here. Incredibly flexible. And he's wielding a very long sword. Uh, one might Things gotta be like fucking fifteen feet long. One might call it a great sword. One-handed. No, he's using both. Can I use a reaction to try to grab the sword and pull him off? Do you have an ability that gives you that as a reaction? I'm a cat. But he do be whacking. He hits you once for 13 damage. I'm not doing so hot, guys. <laughs> the other one is going to spend half his movement to mount his very injured. Uh, and can't really do anything, but he is going to ready an attack for. You see him like producing his great sword, preparing for if Briar comes close. Alright. It's Dimitari's. Alright, Dimitari is going to cast Wither and Bloom at the Rider and Wyvern that has snow. And she's casting it at third level. That's an, an intelligence saving or er, constitution saving throw on both of their parts. And Snow, you get to roll one of your hit dice and regain that plus five. I not die after all. Oh, you're gonna die. 
because I was a little bit late. Fucking crap. Okay. All right. You watch as the necrotic energy sweeps over beast and rider alike. Both of them are shaken by it. The claws relax around you, Snow. Hi, right, Snow. It's your turn. What you doing, bud? How high off am I off the ground? Fifty feet. Did you did you regain your hit points? Uh, I'm getting there. So it's, what, uh... your hit dice is a D6, so it's one D6 plus five. Fuck yeah. How hurt does this thing look? Uh, the one that has you in its claws, pretty hurt actually. It looks yeah. injured. Is this like, has me to where I can use my arms? Yeah, you're just grappled. You can still do stuff. Alright, yeah, I'm gonna pull out my back to that wyvern. Because I, I miscalculated the uh, favored bow damage. I'm sorry, what? Add eight back to the uh, the wyvern because I miscalculated the damage. Okay. Damn right. your honesty and integrity. Yep. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I'm gonna draw my short sword and try to. Gut this thing. And I'm not moving. <laughs> Technically, you're not. That's true. You have a speed of zero. So, uh, well, he's, he's got the speed that the Wyvern's got, right? Yeah, that's right. Your speed's 60. You can't do that. <laughs> Not that it works for short swords anyway. Alright, go ahead and roll it. That hits. So is it just the piercing damage? Uh, yeah, I accidentally didn't have any damage on it. I think so. Let me double check real quick. Yeah, yeah I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure it doesn't it doesn't count. But it does look fairly injured. Alright. Um. The creature lets out a screech as you just kind of like stab it in its gut almost. It doesn't go in very deep, but it feels the sting of your blood. Asriel, it's your turn. Alright, I'm gonna run over. Um, and I'm going to actually hop on the back of the wyvern. Alright, go ahead and make an acrobatics check. Son of beach. This thing does not want you climbing aboard. Alright, well, I will stab the rider then, I guess. Um, okay. 
I mean, he's still on it, right? So, like, it's on the ground, so behind it, I can still, like... Yeah, you can attack him. That does not hit. Well, I'll try to do my unarmed strike. Maybe I can kill him there. That does connect. For seven damage, so not much. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll stay where I am. It's something. Alright. He looks quite injured. Prodos is going to... He's going to try to hit this thing. Is he actually going to do some damage this time? Absolutely not. All right, that is a crit. He deals 27 slash... About time. The beast is, like, flailing in your arms on its last legs, like... The, like, last frantic scratchings at you as it attempts to get through. Alright, Briar. Uh, is she going to drop down and attack the right? I feel like that makes sense. Yeah. She Alright, she just, like, plummets, lets out a screech, and is going to try to whack him. Yeah, God forbid the flying creature doesn't come to save me. She's trying to kill some other things she's right a, now. She's in a rage. <laughs> she has no idea what you're doing. No, uh, yeah. No, oh, yeah. What I'm doing? Like I chose to be. <laughs> I like to point out that this whole time I've had this fucking flying thing by the tail, just. <clears throat> yeah. I, I could see Onyx is also very distracted, just trying in this epic battle with this lizard. I just have one hand holding this tail as he's trying to fly away, and I'm just like stabbing it with my long sword. <laughs> Oof! All right, Briar like drops down on the knight, and like. As he, as she's like falling down on him, he like points his great sword up at it, and like the two of them trade blows, uh, but her battle axe like shears into his shoulder, splitting him down the side. Uh, that is, it is a crit, but it is actually only eight damage. Mm -hmm. It was a bad roll. However, his connects for 24 damage. Uh, which oh. Is for her. oh, no, wait, she'll too much. It's too rage, not all the cards. That's, that's so weird, because I thought you could do it in the like actual D&D Beyond. I can, but I don't know where to click it. Okay. It's like a rage toggle. There yeah. Is. I don't know where it is, though. Where it I is. would have thought it was under conditions, but it's not.
I know it exists, but it's just not. I know. I've seen it. I just don't have full access to our sheet, so I can't tell. Oh, let me try. Chris, I just double-checked. It is a spell I am able to take. What? Which one? Enlarge. Oh, you're... Oh, hell yeah. Kong you're really great, you know. Get, right. get big and catch me. start with the one that's flailing frantically at the man who's who's just been like holding it down on the ground for like a full minute lets out its last two little death scratches uh, one of them is about to hit alright the first one connects for 11 slashing the second one connects for 10 slashing damage. In five minutes, uh, I probably should have shielded that one. Probably, yeah. Um, but the one that has Briar and like Azrael kind of surrounding it, it like lets out one last screech and like <laughs> wings into the air and just <laughs> as fast as it can off into the distance. It is, uh, it is gonna dash, so it moves 100. And no opportunity attack, right? Because the way it. Opportunity attack. Yeah. How far? Uh, 120 feet. This thing's pretty quick. Is the writer's dead body still on it? He's not dead. He is just like mortally wounded almost. Oh, okay. Um, even with the crit, Briar did not get quite close enough to taking him out. The other one uh, is also going to dash. Into the air. He has snow, right? The one taking snow. Uh, and then it is going to let go. Reaction to claw into its leg and hold on. Um, in your attempt to stab it, unfortunately, your grip last round would have been loosened. You're going to plummet to the ground. And you take 27 damage. Are you alive? Nope. 
your turn you watch as like both of them just like fly off as quickly as they can the one carrying snow you watch as his body just like thump into the, the grass a few hills over so the, the uh one of the wyverns is uh desperately injured right the one that you shot several times, yes, is very well. Alright. Well, I want to shoot it again. Okay. What about Snow lying I... unconscious on, on the ground? <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah, I got I got nothing to, to help me uh, out here. I'm going to fire it at my favorite enemy. You can certainly try a sharpshooter. I forget. Were we doing a thing of like when you get it, you have to roll a death save right away, or is it on my next turn? It's on your next turn. Next turn. Okay. It's only. Thank God. If you take damage that is like would get you to negative of your max hit points, you perish instantly. That's the only rule as far as taking damage. Got it. Um, and then if you take any additional damage after you get to zero, those then it's triggers... an immediate. A death save, Correct. yeah, I can get you. And then I think a crit is two death saves. To fail, I should clarify. Yeah. Alright, Javid, it is your turn. Uh, so I, I attacked the, the weapon with, with uh, Sharpshooter. And uh, so that was a 19 to hit. Which I, hits. So the, the creature is... just like sinks into its back and you watch its like wings kind of go limp and it careens towards the earth and it slams into the ground a few hills over and the rider also takes smashing damage pulling damage you do see the rider attached to his mound land on the ground well i'm, I'm going to uh Take a, a uh, second at, uh, attack against the other wyvern, and uh, likewise using sharpshooter. Uh, Twenty-three to hit. Come on, roll. Nuts. 15. Or 15 damage. It, you see it, like, connect. The creature kind of, like, shudders for a second, but it just keeps flying. Right. And then for my movement, I'm going to run over to uh, Snow's crumpled body. Is he within 40 is he Wait a minute, what's, what's the terrain like here? Like, light rolling hills. He's 105 Not feet from you, 
Javid. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, get 40 feet closer then. Say 40. What? How many feet? I've got a, a movement of 40. Honest, it's your turn. Okay. Once again, stab him. Drive your longsword into its chest. It lats out like one final kind of screech that turns raspy and hoarse and then fades away as it goes limp in your hands. Okay, so that was my action. I'm going to stomp around Dimitari with my massive form. Sweet. So he's within 120 feet, right? By my calculations. Uh, who? Snow? No, the, uh, the flying wyvern that drops snow. Mm. He is about 80 feet in the air. Hold on, let me do some math. Gross. He's 136 feet from you. Okay. So this is going to get weird. I'm going to action surge. that action I'm gonna run 35 more feet which puts him within 120 so I'm then going to quicken spell cast magic missile at second level and hit him with four darts the wyvern The four beams, like, arc towards the air, arc through the air towards the wyvern, and just, like, peppering it, you watch as its wings similarly fold, and it plummets to the air. Uh, the rider, however, you watch as just a few meters from the ground seems to, like, lift out of his seat and then land gracefully.
Okay. Uh, I'm guessing that's the end of your turn, Onyx, because you've done a bunch of Yep, that's all I got. Alright, the night dashes. <laughs> Alright, he goes 60 more feet. Is he essentially off the map at this point? He is off the map, yeah. Alright, Demetari, what's your turn? Um... I'm just making sure I have this correct. Not to get any more free board passengers. Okay, she's gonna run 30 oh, feet no. towards the rider. And then Misty step another 30 feet. And then cast Magic Missile on him. Okay. And we'll go ahead and call that third level. Hold on, where'd she move? She moved 60 feet. Yep, I, I can't move her token, but I'm pinging it. Which puts him about 90 feet away from her. Closing the same distance that he ran away. He is 130 feet from her. Even with her 60 foot of movement? Yep. He, where his token is now is 70 feet from her, and he is 60 feet further than that, because I didn't move him when he dashed. Never mind. That was it. Okay. I guess she'll, she'll like, dash to try to get closer to uh, Snow. Okay. Huh? Okay. Hey, you, Jim, are you going to have to get on your flight soon? No, no. I'm uh, sitting with uh, uh, that. Right, Gabe, the side here was empty, and now it's there. Uh, yeah. It's not. All right. Snow, make a death saving throw. You look way too excited for that. You guys love making death saves. It's every session. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. I thought it looks like a one on my screen. No, uh, it's a seven. But it well. is technically a fail. Uh, one nice step closer to death. One could hope. It is your turn. All right. Noticing that Snow, um, you know, is unconscious and looks to be bleeding out, I'm gonna move 45 feet to be just 60 feet away from him, and then I'm gonna cast Revenify Key. Oh shit! I can't do that, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't have any spell slots. I'm sorry. Uh, so I'm gonna actually let's see, move another 45 feet. I can't get to him. I'm just gonna. Yeah, I, I unfortunately I can't. Yeah, I'm gonna just move closer to him. That's it. Sorry. Okay. 
That's all I got. I'm sorry, I'm out of spells. Uh, yep, Protoss is going to, uh, he's going to keep an eye out. He's making a perception check to see if there's anything. Good. It's Briar's turn. Yeah, I feel like she would just move closer to the party to try to keep everything together. He's still raging. Uh, her rage, rage would end. ends now because she didn't make any attacks this turn. She dashed. Got it. She beat it to her turn. Right. I'm going to. Uh, Move 40 feet closer, which should put me within 15 feet of uh, snow. And then uh, dash to get up to his body and uh, lay, uh, lay over him, you know, cradling his head. Buddy, buddy, talk to me. Wake up. That's all I got. Have you guys seen the video of the character, like, stick figure that's, like, impaled on something and the wizard keeps, like, bringing him back? Yeah, he keeps dying over and over again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright. <laughs> Onox, it is your turn. Alright. Uh, I'm going to stomp up behind Javid. Yeah, it's pretty much all I got this round. Because that was a movement and dash. Right. I'm there as moral support. I'm Don't looming die. over them. Yeah, talking right. slow because I'm too big. Don't die. Alright, the night... Uh, it is Zimitari's turn. What would she be doing? Uh, she's gonna go up and see if she can help stabilize Snow. Does she have a healer? Uh, no. Does she have one Pretty of those sure. blood clots, though, that give her, like, advantage yeah, on the medicine check she, to... She does have those. She does have a blood clot, the blood clot things that I made. Did you not end up making, like, a pack for each one of us? Yeah, I'm everybody down. should have two. Everybody should have two. No, I, like, I meant because, like, you were going to take gold to make healer's potions for everyone, right? Yeah, we haven't sat down long enough for me to uh, do anything. Uh, that's right. Yeah, that was, that was a Tovar Deep thing. Alright, uh, so she's moving. Yeah, she's gonna move up next to Snow and use the blood clot to see if she can help stabilize him. I need her to make a medicine check. Can she? she when she leveled up, can she have, like, traded one of her skill proficiencies for medicine? Either way. 
Snow is stabilized, no longer making death saving throws. Oh, that god. <laughs> I don't have a way to actually wake him up without spell slots. I don't know if anybody else has a way to give him hit yeah, points. Yeah. There are. I love these hero wounds I can do. You do? Okay. Uh, Azrael, it would be your turn. Yeah, I, I'm i gonna just make sure Snow's awake, or kind of like not bleeding out, like I'm kind of like checking him, making sure he's okay, like helping Demetari with the blood clot. That's all I can do. Alright. Yeah, I think we're all just waiting on Javid to pump some of that good good into him. Alright, Protos is going to dash. He gets a little closer to you guys. You, you can see him like stomping over the, the hills towards you guys. And he shouts, I think there's more. That way I can hear the sounds of something. And he like kind of points off to the north. It is Briar's turn. What would she do? If hearing that, wouldn't she go and look and see, like fly up and see if she can see, like the oncoming army? Yeah, that sounds good to me. Alright. She is going yeah. to fly. She's going to fly 60 feet, just straight up. Looking. Uh, I'm going to have a perception check from. That's a 15. Kind of squints and, and like kind of turns and, and like surveys the horizon for a little bit. Uh, kind of shouts down towards the rest of you and is like, I can definitely see a bunch of people that direction. And she like points off north. Uh, there's... There's like dirt and, and like dust in the air. There's like a little cloud of dust in that direction, and I can see movement like ants. Alright, Javid, it is your turn. Alright. I cast Cure Wounds and pump nine healing hit, uh, points into snow. How many was that? Nine. So the blood clot put me at one, right? No, it's just you were stabilized. I think the blood clot gives you advantage, I believe. Yep. Got it. Alright. Oh, God! We need to run. And take a huge amount of breath and just lay there hyperventilating a little bit. Alright, so is that what you guys are doing? You're trying to, you know, sprint the last little short distance back to Canny Tour? 
Yeah. <laughs> Damn right. Do we think that uh, sprinting is is a uh, uh, best option for Kenny Tour, or is the approaching army uh, close enough that we should try to move stealthily, hidden? And unseen. No, absolutely but... not. We need to run. We need to so, move yeah. as fast as humanly possible. Mm -hmm. If you guys move at the quick pace, uh, the fast pace, you are 30 minutes from Candy Tour. If you move at the slow pace, uh, it would be like. I think it's. Probably closer to an hour and a half. Yeah, I think we should do the quick. Briar said they look like ants, so maybe we can move fast enough to at least warn, you know, Canny Tor and the dwarves at the bridge that there's an army coming. Yeah, we need to be hauling all of the ass. All right. Uh, is the... Uh, no, never mind. Just... Yep, let's hold ass. And uh, who's who's our fastest? Can somebody go ahead and uh, get there and, and like because you know, we we can only move at um, I think uh, it's 60. well, no, Azrael. I'm technically the fastest at forty-five. So I could run ahead, but Briar wouldn't be that far behind me technically. I mean, I think no. it's, I think it's Azrael, Briar, um, and then a bunch of people move at thirty-five. Yeah, even even if you were to like quote unquote run ahead, you're not going to shave off that much time. No, I mean, I I might get there like, like a couple two minutes. minutes, yeah, before because it's it's a difference between five feet, but I can still run ahead. Um, I mean, I, I guess if we all run a complete max, right, the line that we would get there would be Azriel, um, Briar. What's your speed, Onyx, when you're 35. enlarged? Okay, so 35. Snows is 35. Um, Javid is 35. So pretty much it, all y'all would arrive at like kind of the big large group and then Demetari is like kind of behind. Yeah, my enlarge only lasts a minute, so. Okay. Okay. All right, so all of you guys just as a group are going to head back to Candy Tour? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think this is where we are going to take a quick break. Um, Javid, when is your connecting flight? Uh, 6.30 Central. Uh, so I need to get off in like an hour and a half. Well, let's take a quick five, ten minute or, and then we will pick up with you guys sprinting towards Candy Tour. Alright. That's good. I think the big lesson of today is don't be late or you're going to get dropped.
everybody back. Well, we have been. That's the funny. Thing. I've, got, I've got I've got fuck around questions. Okay, so the specific verbiage, right, for giant's might, says that when you activate it, you if you are smaller than large, then you become large. Right. So when you activate giant's might, if you're smaller than large, then you become large. Okay. But the verbiage for the spell enlarge says you double in size. So if I cast enlarge on myself after doing Giant's Might, I become huge. An absolute unit. It says you double in size and your weight is eight times greater. Jesus. So Kong Kitty can be a thing. Yeah. So I did, I checked some of the role-playing um, FAQs while you were talking, and it's very important that you do Giant Mites first, but yeah, if you do Giant Mites first and then enlarge totally totally cool according to you know the the internet um so to large yeah so totally good you can be so, Kong kitty so Kong kitty fastball special the fucking fairy and then make a you know fastball special with briar and that's gonna be sick so if you do that, does all your equipment grow with you? Yes, both spells. So you got. Your... So if you did it to me, I would have ballista arrows. Yeah, basically. I don't. The damage scaling doesn't change, which is kind of shit. But I mean, it'd be a lot to track if it scaled with size like that. It'd be kind of a whole, huge pain in the ass. Yeah, 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 we're talking like if I enlarge, you know, Snow, is he now doing, you know, a D10 ballista bolt damage for his arrows? Like, yeeting javelins out of the short bow. Like the I mean, cannon. I mean, at that point, I have a sword that a fire giant can use, and they do like 66 damage. So, like, it's not, it doesn't scale like that, it just gives you the extra damage die on top. Yeah. Jim broke down and got whiskey. Well, you have to. Hell yeah. I mean, he's in an air airport. Can you imagine? Yeah. There's a tequila bar not over here. There's no rules about drinking in airports. You can drink at 3 a.m. or 5 a.m. Oh, no. I think it's required. 
that you drink in an airport, I'm pretty sure it's required. I had a really bad experience getting hammered while flying, so now I just refuse to drink every time we fly because I got like absolutely blackout drunk and got lost in the Charlotte, North Carolina airport to the point that a janitor had to like lead me to a USO. I mean, that, that's just you making bad decisions. That has nothing to do with drinking airports. So, bad decisions in airports. When I was going on leave after Prototype, my buddy and I both had pitcher margaritas each. And then we got a cab ride to the airport right. and then slept in front of the ticket kiosk until they opened. <laughs> they had a line form behind us while we were sleeping. Your party is sprinting towards Canny Tour. Anyone who is keeping an eye out, go ahead and give me a perception check. Absolutely not. I'm just running. Makes sense to me. Alright. Garbage. Uh, Snow and Briar, as, like, your party is kind of making their way uh, in towards the city, kind of like the last, you know, little bits, you can see, like, little houses kind of starting to rise uh, over the hills around you. Off to your right, in the direction that you guys had seen, the s signs of, of what was looked like an army. There's now this, like, kind of, like, cloud of dust beginning to rise up in the distance. Uh, and then, suddenly, through it, you catch a glimpse of massive black wings fly through the cloud. And just, like, this huge breath of noxious black fumes, like, scorches the earth. And then it kind of wheels and twists and flies off into the distance. Onyx just sees me book it past him as <laughs> I throw my ass into overdrive. Do, do, you, do you share what you see? Oh, yeah. Run faster, motherfuckers! There's a giant winged thing breathing death! It is quite far away from me. So I mean, I don't have to breathe, so can I just run faster? Because it's like, I don't breathe. Um, he's got muscles, though. I do have a question. Like, is this against the the Torvir Deep Army that we saw, or is this against the Austrinium Army that was encroaching? You guys weren't able to tell that. All you saw was people in the distance looked like an army, and now that Which direction is it coming from? From the north, kind of back. In the yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the Obsidian Army because they're coming towards. Tovar Deep. Also, Black Wings are very, um, Obstridian. Dark Wings, Dark Words. Um. Your party, like, arrives at this little, like, checkpoint. One of the ones. Very similar to the one that you guys left out of. You can see there's a few dwarves, like, poking their head, like, spears at the ready. Poking their little helmets over the top of this little barricade. And they're like, halt! Who goes there? Obsidian army behind us! Uh, <laughs> yes, they're backing our every move! Uh, go ahead and we make need... a 
persuasion check. Can I have advantage because we're running like we're terrified? Uh, sure. I'll give you guys advantage because you don't look like Australian soldiers. <laughs> your party, like, you know, full sprint, these guards, you can hear them yelling like, Stop! <laughs> Who are you? We, we look like we just got attacked, so... You look very let injured. You can see them like mostly confused, but they don't open the little gate for you. Can uh, I? Can Briar like take one of them and pick them up and like fly them up to see? Um. Well, she can ask first. Like, hey, can we? Can she just give you a boost up so we can show you what's coming? Let us prove it to you. You can see there's probably like four or five of these little dwarven guards. One of them has, like, this, you know, massive crossbow that's pointed towards you, but he's really not sure what to do with it. Uh, one of them that kind of looks like he's in charge. Uh, can you guys go and give me a persuasion check? I'll have a uh, briar roll persuasion check with advantage. You want me to roll it, or are you rolling it? You can roll it. Sure. You got briar. Okay. I'm just going to yell at him. If you're not going to let us through, then you might as well use that crossbow on me, because it's better than what's coming behind us. The guard kind of, like, looks at her quizzically, but, like, doesn't stop her as she just, like, kind of, like, hooks him under his arms and just lifts him into the air. And, like, you can see him, like, kind of squinting off the news. And he's like, oh, God. Let him in. Quick, hurry. Ah. And, he, you know, she flies him back down. They, like, you can hear them rustling behind the gate. And they kind of open it up a little bit for you and let you guys squeeze into the uh, little town. I'm beelining to the bridge. I'm just like moving people out, physically moving people out of the way and beelining to the bridge. Right. I'm going to stop uh, before we leave and I'm going to say, what's the password to get to your commander? Uh, we need to report this right now. And, and uh, One of the dwarves, he's like, oh, no, no worries. I'll go report it right now. And he just like hoofs it, just like runs away. Uh, the other four just, like, looking at each other, like... Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm throwing people on their faces. I'm If they're not moving fast enough, like, I'm being very aggressive just making my way through this crowd. As I'm running, can I yell, arm yourselves, the Ascidian army is nearly here. Yeah, and they've got wyverns. Um, so, make sure they know it's coming from the air. Uh, can I get you who are trying to like weave your way through these city streets past um, can I get I'll call it an I'll say acrobatics or athletics checks to like you know, move around people or just shove them to the side. You know, you're, you're I'm bodying motherfuckers. I'm straight bodying them. Yeah, he, you're just like fucking, 
you know, 300-pound <laughs> linebacker. You just, like, catch someone in the chest and just, like, lift them off the ground and toss them to the side. I also imagine that people see this big-ass cat running through oh, and yeah. probably just, like, part ways. Yeah. There's, there's a little bit of a... 15 yards. There's a little bit of a lag to the like crowd as you guys are trying to get through, but overall, um, you guys are, are able to easily just like shove your way through. Briar's just like bzzz, overhead, like none of this is affecting her at all. Uh, actually, I'm gonna roll a thing. Twenty-seven on athletics check for her. As Onox like catches people and like tosses them out of the way, she just like catches them and sets them down and is like flying along behind you. That's so cute. Yeah, she's being nice, and I'm just like straight, straight, like I'm not moving. I'm walking straight, and other things are parting beside uh, me. What, what is our objective? What are we getting to? The bridge. Away. Yeah, I'm trying to make. I'm trying to go to the bridge. Yeah, I, A, I want to warn people who can actually fight an army, and B, I want in the city. Okay. There well, are walls. You're a day away from, from the city. Alright. It seems like that the uh, Astrinium army is going to get here before... Well, yeah, but they're going to be fighting these people who are, you know, actually armies. And while they're busy, I'm going to run to the city. Alright. You guys kind of, like, round the last corner into the, like, central, like, rotunda, that large square. Um, that's the center of Canny Tour. Uh, and there is a, a distinct change in the landscape. No longer is it, like, crowds of refugees, but it is soldiers. But they don't look like they're in good shape. There's bandages, blood, like, dead men on stretchers everywhere. These guys have clearly engaged with the enemy, and it did not go well for them. There's probably a couple hundred guys, and well over a quarter of them are injured or dead. They're, like, stumbling about. You can see them, like, very slowly trying to move towards the bridge. But most of them can barely walk. Okay, I'm gonna, like, on my way up there, I'm gonna find someone that's, like, broke down like trying to make his way to the bridge and i'm just gonna like hook my arm under his and kind of like bring him with me as i'm walking to the the bridge okay right, we need to find the the bridge master we need to get that pass otherwise they're not gonna let us through um i'm i'm looking for anybody that looks like they're in charge like the the main one in charge of keeping people out like on the bridge all right. Uh, so, what are the rest of you guys doing? Um, well, I'm screaming that people should arm themselves um, and warning of the encroaching army. But I'm still just straight trying to make my way to the bridge. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to head to the uh, bridge master's office and see if we can get that that pass. Um, Azrael, can I get a performance check from you? Uh, Onox and Javid, can I get perception check? Uh, 
flanked. Okay. So. If it was persuasion, there'd be a plus three. So I don't um, know if that matters. Uh. As you're kind of like yelling and shouting at this group. Like, those of them that are still capable, of, that, that you can tell of probably fighting, are, like, distressed and anxious to the point where your, like, words of warning, are, are they're already on edge. They don't, they're not phased by it to, to any degree. Uh, but you guys kind of, like, weave your way through this, like, massive procession of soldiers heading towards the bridge. The bridge is down, and they're, like, very slowly kind of marching their way across. Uh, nowhere near the pace that they went across the first time. Uh, however, at kind of, like, the corner of the bridge where they there had previously been those, like, um, the tables with the, like... Yeoman, like setting up the paperwork for refugees. There's now like a large congregation of what looks like military officers there, you know, in, in like fine garb and like little capes and, and golden things and, and frills all over their armor. Uh, there's one guy who's in like this like brilliant, shiny, like white metal armor who's sitting on top of this like small little war pony. Uh, and he's kind of like pointing this way and that and standing talking to him at his feet is uh, the bridge master that you recognize. And the bridge master's kind of gesturing. Your party kind of comes up behind him. Uh, as you guys do this, Protos kind of growls to you, I've got to make sure my friends are safe. Good luck to you, I can't leave just yet. And he kind of turns around and disappears into the crowd. He just leaves Onyx? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow, your mentor doesn't care about you. <laughs> no, no, no. Honest um, handle himself. So I walk up to the the shiny plated armor one. Uh, he like you hear him kind of like the last couple words. Uh, you hear him shout, "Make sure this bridge stays down. All our soldiers are to retreat back across it. We're making a strategic retreat to the other side of the river." And then he kind of like whips the reins and turns, and the uh, the bridge master is like, "Aye, general." And he gives him a little salute and, and turns. He's like, "Ah, it's you." What are we doing to get these people across? They're mere hours away. Uh, we are aware. They're the what remains of our fighting forces are holding them at the edge of the, the city for now, but uh, it will not last long. No, we had we saw what looks to be some sort of dragon that's helping oh, the yes. Austrians. They have dragons, anyway. And then he kind of reaches into a pouch, just kind of uh, fishing around in it for a second, and he produces this scroll. And he's like, "There's your pass. If anyone asks for it, they won't probably on the other side. Good luck." And then he turns and kind of shuffles off, and you can tell he's very busy. Well, that was easier than I Is expected. Is the bridge down? Yeah, the bridge is down. Can I start, like, helping people get across, like, the wounded? Like, as many as I can just start pulling them across? Alright. Like, even as busted up and not okay as I am, I'm still on my feet, so I'm 
I'm helping haul bodies across for as long as I can. Uh, go ahead and make an athletics check. What are the rest of you guys doing? Now that you have free reign to cross the bridge. As I'm... Cross the bridge. Unless that seems like a strange idea. Onox, you kind of hook one of the, like, an injured human under the shoulder. He was, like, limping before. Uh, a dwarf who was helping him is like, ah, thanks for your help. And he kind of turns and, and tries to help someone else next to him. You escort this human across the bridge. He's, thank you, thank you, Master, for your assistance. Alright. Make sure that you start talking to people over here. It seems like you can move. There's going to be a lot more coming. And I'm going to turn around and go back across the bridge and keep ferrying people across. Okay. Um, it takes you a while to get to the other side. It's probably, you know, 20 minutes-ish of, like, stumbling across with this one guy. That's uh... yeah, fine. I don't I don't care. Like, my whole thing right now is to get as many of the, like, seemingly going to live injured people across this bridge with whatever time remains. Okay. What are the rest of you guys doing? Can I look for bad actors as I'm crossing the bridge? Maybe people that are trying to take advantage of the situation, pit pocking, um, you know, maybe yeah, trying to get in, you know, things that shouldn't be getting into the city, that kind of thing. Ooh. All right. Uh, is it just the uh, military uh, and we're the only civilians on the bridge or, or are the refugees also on the bridge? Okay, go ahead and give me perception check. Oh, all right. Can I get uh, uh, Snow, can I get an insight check? I'm also going to try to convince Briar to help me out, like, ferrying people okay. across. Briar would probably that makes sense to me. I also think Demetari would, too. She's kind of a very good, good doer. So, the bridge is down, and there's kind of this, like, uh, no longer are they, like, actively preventing the refugees from getting across. There are a few of them, like, making their way to this side. Um, but the bridge is, is definitely very cluttered with soldiers. Uh, they... As, and as far as you can tell, like people are mostly concerned with getting to the other side. No one is 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 doing anything you know, illegal or untoward or anything. Um, and as far as you guys can tell, it's just you know it's families and elderly and and, and injured people and, and you know guys who look like they've never lifted a sword in their life, like that kind of thing. You know, these aren't they're definitely refugees. They're not soldiers. 
and the, the, the refugees are, are interfering with the uh, military. Not really. They're like they're finding space when they can to cross the other side. That's why there aren't as many of them as there probably could be. You know, you guys have seen hundreds and hundreds of refugees on the other side of the river. Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, imagine if all the refugees rushed the bridge, it would clot it up with just refugees and the, the military to, to make their retreat. There are a few of them. Um, they're they're like you can tell. Um, as you guys made it through, that that they they have a very loose cordon on the other side where they are preventing refugees from getting in. But you know, once you make your way past the troops on the far side, they're not going to stop you. You know, they're they're very preoccupied. Oh yeah, yeah. I would expect that once once everybody gets to the other side, it's yeah, whatever. Oh, so everybody. As, the light, but I was that there was a bottleneck at the front end of the bridge. As you guys are kind of like, uh, at least uh, Briar and Onox, uh, as you two are kind of moving people back and forth across the bridge, assisting them, um, you can tell that, that the other side, it's a little bit like, you know, more rigid. And then on this side, everyone just kind of disperses. You know, it's this huge, like, Delta, almost people just like trickling out into like the the random little um, streets and hidey holes. Uh, it's a lot more congested on this side in terms of the construction. Uh, the buildings are a little bit tighter together. Uh, they have a more dwarven construction, and they rise higher into the air. I'm guessing I didn't incite anything. Yeah, people just look, you know, anxious, frightened, concerned. You don't see anyone like shifty or, or anything quite like that. But after about an hour or two, you guys have helped them. Uh, you guys start noticing that the troops that are beginning to move across are now like organized units. The most of the injured have, have made their way across the bridge and it's like soldiers and little regiments that are kind of like forming a position and then they kind of stand for a minute and, and like advance and, and pick up the last little troops uh, there are more refugees certainly crossing at this point i'm not worried about them at that point i'm gonna try to see if i can find Azrael in the mess um i was probably more towards the end just making sure that there was no lawbreakers, evildoers, people trying to do things they shouldn't be doing. So I'm probably like fairly close to the other side of the bridge, like oh. towards the end. One thing that you guys would note as well is that a lot of the soldiers on this side of the bridge are closer to guards. Um, the other side of Canny Tour, um, what you guys had seen so far, it was a lot of guys in like plate armor and shields and halberds. They look like soldiers. And the guys who kind of near the bridge and all that who have uh, defensive positions are like, you know, lighter chain mail and a little bit of just like gamisons and stuff like that. Like these are just guards who have been kind of that are trying to help, basically. So when Onyx comes up to me, uh, I'll tell him we need to get into the city. Yeah, we have. Uh, I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna like pull the scroll out that I have, 
We have access to the city. We need to go to your place and regroup for a plan. We need you to lead us there now. And I'll, like, put it away. Okay. Um, and I'll, I'll look for the, the rest of the party. And um, do, do I see the rest of the party? Yeah, everyone is, is kind of, like, loosely, you know, within shouting distance on the side of the river. All right. Um, I'll motion for people to come to me and follow me. Just as you guys can start to regroup, the like you see the last little bit of soldiers cross over. The bridge is now almost entirely refugees, and there's a shout, and you could hear like grinding of wheels, and the bridge starts to move, raise. Move, 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 move! I'll just take off running. Yeah, I thought we were on the other side of the bridge. Not on the bridge, but or you can see like the refugees are like. Like kind of like almost like starting to run downhill almost as the you know massive drawbridge very slowly rises into the air uh, until it you know slams shut vertical and uh, the last refugees are kind of like squeezed together on this side. You guys make your way out of the onto one of the little side alleys. Yeah, so we'll just book it to the city. Go into Azriel's studio apartment. All right. Yeah, it's not very big. Okay, so are you guys like running to it? It is late. Um, it's you know the the sky is starting to darken, uh, and it's about I think I said it is like pretty much a full, not quite a full day. I mean, I feel like we'd be moving very quickly, but not like straight out running. Right. Yeah. Not not to the point where we get exhaustion in less than a minute. Yeah, old person walk in the mall, like that speed. <laughs> like we're throwing some hip into it, but you know we're not running. All right. So. Just make sure. So yeah, it would be about a twelve-hour trip. You guys could do it in eight. Like uh, just to get to her apartment. Just to get to Tor Beardy. It's a bit yeah, of a it, walk. they said it was a day city or a day away. I mean, as um, we're with all the shoulders and stuff, though, right? So it's like we're moving with them. Yes. Um, now, are they retreating all the way to Toravir Deep, or are they regrouping on the the other side of the river? As you guys are kind of leaving Canny Tour to the south, uh, you can see that just beyond the town like limits, they have set up this huge encampment of tents. Um, so this is as far as the soldiers are going. They are, like, stopping. Yeah. Right. So they're, they're going to uh, take a stand on the, the other side of the bridge, stopping I... uh, advance across the river. Can I catch a soldier? Just, like, some random, like, hey, do you know if Torvir Deep has been alerted about how close the Estrinium army is. I, uh, we've been battling them to the north all day. It's one of the like little dwarven soldiers. Up to see you. you can see he's got like a bandage underneath one arm. 
He's kind of leaning a little bit heavier on his pike. He's, uh, we've been battling them all day. I, I, I'm pretty sure we would have sent scouts back, and they're not surprised at this point. We knew they were close when we rode out a couple days ago, or yesterday, whatever it was. For more information, the CDC... Okay, so no one in the city needs alerted or anything. Oh, they'll know. They'll definitely know. Uh, right. From what I've heard, the dragons are starting to uh, do a little bit of a poking to the south. Poking to the... Alright. Well, be safe. Come back home. Thank you. Soldiers know what the... Uh, what, what's the sides known as? The Pervirians? The... They're known as the deepest shore. If, if the Draconians? What, what defense against uh, uh, dragons and wyverns and the, the aerial attack? Uh, sorry, I don't understand your question. Are, are we ready? Yeah. Jason Plan for... Um, well, uh, from what I understand... Uh, no creature can uh, breach the uh, gates of Toravir Deep, so uh, if we retreat back in there, well, that's the end of it, I think. But uh, there's no telling how many people we can fit within the city. Uh, that's that's uh, defensive, but do you know if there are offensive capabilities against the, the dragons and the fire giants and the... Uh, the light. I'm afraid it's been um, tough so far. As you can see. Well, they also outnumber us five to one. You ever fought a dragon up close? Yeah. Oh, well, then I don't need to tell you. It's tough. Yeah. Last time. So, with the time of day and everything, I'm going to look at everybody and be like, we just need to find a place, and we need to set up camp, and then we'll haul ass tomorrow to Torvir Deep. I, I would vote for going straight to Tovar Deep. Eight hours, just making our way there. They said they don't know how many people can be in the city. We need to make sure we're in there before they lock it up. It's going to be a rough night. Not worth it. You don't want to be here when the army's here. All right, lead on. Now, normally I wouldn't uh, think that uh, forced march overnight was a good idea, but in this case, Azrael, I think you, I think you might have to be onto something. All right, so you guys could travel another three hours, um, but then it's going to be five hours past your eight hour of of travel. So we take one level of exhaustion, right? So it would be each hour. So you would have to make five. Um, con six. I mean, yeah, so by, by morning we could be dead. Well, but. no, so level two is when our speed is halved, right? Yes. So we can just see where, where we get there, right? Because um, if, you know, we start having people who our speed is half, then we then we really can't move. Then we'll have to, we'll have to stop. But let's see how far we can get. Your party, as night falls, begins leaving the city. The uh, encampment of the, the soldiers, the, the dwarves, and, and 
and men of Torvir Deep kind of falls behind you. There's this steady trickle of refugees that begins thinning out. Uh, Alright, after an hour, I need everyone to make a cons. Uh, and if you guys want to go ahead and roll for Briar and Dimitar. 15. Alright. Just we barely, did. all of you save. Four more. It just more. gets harder from here. It does just get harder from here. Another hour passes. The refugees, you can see that they're stopping. Um, there's like little like campfires and other things on the side of the road of people just like hunkering down here for the night. Uh, as you guys are traveling, there is a distinct orange glow in the sky behind you towards Candy Tour. It is not the sun. It is very bright. You know, I mean, if we found like the perfect place to camp, I wouldn't be opposed to it. You know, if I had to put a numeric value to like how good I'm feeling, I'd say it's about a nine out of thirty-five. Well, let's let's just see. Let's see. We got four, four more. We'll see where we get. Can I get everyone to make another con save? Oof. All right. 18. All right. Snow and Briar, you are both exhausted. Oh, hold on. Actually, Briar. Does she have advantage on that? Uh... No, not not for this. Yeah. How do we how do we add that? Uh, it is under conditions at the bottom and you just so briar amberwing is exhausted level one. at this point it might be a good idea to stop for the night so i guess maybe we'll we'll look and see if we can find something that's safe we're not going to just camp in the middle of the road we're not in the middle of the road but uh you know, off the road, outside the stream of refugees and whatever, troop movements. They've pretty much thinned out, and there aren't very many soldiers at this point. You guys have traveled kind of a little bit into the evening to the point where uh, the people who were going to, you know, shuffle the rest of the distance have, have disappeared into the distance, and uh, everyone else yeah. is, is trying to stop for the night. All right, so... Um... Who's good at survival? I know Briar's decently good. Is that someone else really good at survival? Alright, why don't you look no. for a place to camp since you're the one who's exhausted? No, uh so you're pretty good at it too. Good at survival. Well, usually. Um, so you do have disadvantage on that check, by the way. Snow. What? Who? Snow does. So you oh. wouldn't have gotten that 15. All right, yeah, I did. Bullshit. Yeah, he got the 15. You know, he's very good at survival even he's when he's tired. tired. He's like, fuck this. I'm finding somewhere to sleep. Uh, what'd you be? 11. Normally good at it. You guys kind of like, you know, realizing that, that Snow and, and Briar are exhausted. Begin kind of poking your way around the, the road. Uh, and Snow, like, 
off to the side. There's a little little you know uh, farmer's fence ringing this this space here, and he's kind of do a little hop over the side of it. And there's just this like nice little flat area underneath a little oak tree. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. You can kind of see the road in either direction as well. It gives you a good vantage point. This looks like a good place. We can set up camp I just here. collapse. <laughs> go Put my head bag. on my bag and go to sleep. We can see the road. We set up camp. Alright. Briar is going to begin cooking. Can she maybe do that in the morning so we can all pass out? No, yeah, no, I'm already no. asleep. No, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna fall out and just well, pass out. Okay, sure. I mean, it wouldn't be a bad thing, you know, in case we get woken up in the middle of the night, and you know, we need to scarf yeah, down some food to get some. Uh, You're thinking right. So yeah, we have a, a healthy, rejuvenating meal. Take a short rest, regain some points. I mean, I don't see the point of taking a short rest and then a long rest. That seems like a lot. Well. Because we don't know what's going to happen in the middle of the night. Uh, so I think it's wings. Whatever you guys want to do. If, if, I mean, if you guys just say you're taking a long rest, if you... Uh, if something happens in the night and all it is is a um, short rest worth, then we'll say you've taken a short rest. But overall, if you guys like to take a long rest, you can take a long rest. Alright, let's take a long rest. Take a long rest. Um, I think Azrael would probably take first watch. I don't know if somebody who's non-exhausted wants to take second watch. Yeah, I'll yeah take second watch. if we get uh, first and second watch covered, then um, Javid's going to be back up to tip-top condition. Additionally, uh, Briar is going to use her cook treat uh, to give uh, these treats. She's going to give one to Onox, one to Snow, and one to Azriel. And if you guys eat them, you get three temp hit points. Aww. They're like little sna- it's like little peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, which she gives you. <laughs> That's adorable! Crustables? She does cut the crust off for you guys, don't worry. Yes! <laughs> in, in the like little you know diagonal shape cut yeah oh yeah just oh, yeah, like mom used to make they make this back in the Feywild all the time it's a Feywild classic the sun rises you can see there is this like kind of like column of black smoke that rises in the direction of Canny Tor Let's see. Yeah, as soon as everybody's awake, and I might actually start waking up people once we hit eight hours, we're, we're going to be moving. Alright. This is. See on the mobile thing, uh, where the long rest is.
Your party kind of eating the the nice, I don't know, eggs and toast that Briar cooks for everyone. Uh, peanut butter jelly sandwiches with crusts removed, distributed. You guys are heading off the last couple hours before you arrive at Torvir D. You then arrive, after just a few hours of travel, along the way, you pass small groups of, you know, 10, 15 of the uh, soldiers from Tor of Your Deep heading in the opposite direction. You know, armor, arms and armor glistening in the sunshine, heading off north, looking fresh, well-rested, untested. How are you about to be? In the passing columns. Look out for wyverns! You can see they, they... There's a slight concern that passes over them, but overall they are unfazed by random shouts from passerbys. You arrive at the brilliant dwarven city of Torivir Deep. Uh, from the surface... It is, it is just a few of these, like, little ornately carved towers that kind of, like, uh, flank this road that leads down towards the city. And then it just starts to drop, and the road kind of dips down. As it does, there's these, like, massive stone walls on either side, like, perfectly carved with these, like, nice little inlaid, intricate... I think it's uh, Art Art Nouveau. Is this the, the uh, dwarven craft work we're seeing? Yeah. Let me make sure that's the right style. I can't remember if it's Art Nouveau or Art Deco. Okay, uh, I kind of picture uh, dwarves as being into Deco, Art Deco, which is the more okay, style. Yeah. It's very theater. Art Deco. That's the one I'm thinking of. Uh, you know, straight lines. And, uh, they like sculptures on them are like very uh, aggressive, you know, faces and shapes that are like rigid and, and inflexible in their design. This road, this like ramp kind of leads down, and you can see the gates of Torvir Deep. It is this massive, probably 50-foot-high set of stone gate. Uh, around it, there's all kinds of, like, embattlements and, and other, like, dwarven structures of defense uh, flanking it. There's huge columns of people kind of, like, trickling down into it. You can see all kinds of refugees are, are attempting to access the city. By and large, they are being allowed inside. There's a few guards, kind of here or there, kind of moving through the crowd, stopping people at random to question them about where they've come from, who they are. But overall, they're letting people through. Do we get stopped? One of them approaches Onyx. There's, a, like, a little pair. Oi! You! Big guy! Stop! Where are you going? To the city. Right, what's your name? Where are you from? What's your, uh, what's your business in the city? 
Onox Stormbringer. I'm with Azrael and Javid, part of the Fortune Hunters. We just came from Candy Tour. Oh. All right. Fair enough. Then they move off, and you can see they target uh, another group of humans. Very effective interrogation. Yeah. Yeah, TSA. He knows what he's doing. Well, Onyx can be very convincing in his way. But overall, they let you guys through. Just past the gates into Torvir Deep, it is this massive bridge that spans a little over 200 feet down to the top level of the city. Uh, on either side, you can see that there is this like wall of darkness. And then in the center of it, it is this massive, like, column of city kind of rising up out of the depths. Little orange twinkling, twinkling lights all over it, different levels. Can, can I, so Azrael's just going to, like, as she kind of, like, steps, like, we get, you know, into the city where, like, actually in the city, she's just going to, like, take a deep breath and just, like, a sigh of relief of, like, finally being, you know, somewhat safe. It is, uh, the air definitely kind of, like, stiffens as, as soon as you get down here. But, uh, it has, like, this, like, musty odor. It smells like mushrooms and, and like, dark, damp wetness. Dude, the dwarves have an odor? Like, like, you know, are they kind of musky themselves? Definitely, definitely, yeah. Can I use my uh, military judgment to assess the level of, of uh, preparedness in the city, awareness, state of alert? Uh, go ahead and give me a... Military check. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say you can make a perception check with advantage. You can tell that that this like portion here is very well defended. Uh, excuse me. They the like the doors, the gates into Torvir Deep are are thick to the point where um, you know you could spend hours blasting it with the you know the heat of a red dragon's breath, and it would you know melt it slightly. Yeah, these doors are, are uh, you know, a few feet thick of solid stone, that kind of thing. Uh, and there are a considerable number of troops kind of flanking the, the refugees and other people entering the city. Uh, to the point where it, it is pretty obvious that if they shut those gates, that's it. No one comes through. I'm picturing the, the walls and gates of Helm's Deep. But like way, way tougher, you know. Like they can seal this off, and it's that's you know, it would be no different than trying to tunnel through solid earth. In fact, you might Dwarf actually have a, you might have better luck just trying to tunnel through solid earth to get get in here. I'm under the gate. 
We're through the gate, right? Yeah, you guys are through the gate. You're walking down the bridge into Toravir Deep. I feel like it's kind of, you know, they can fly. Who? The enemy. This is underground. Oh, gosh, sorry, I missed that There's, part. you know, great rock ceiling over your heads. You are fully underground at this point. Two, you said 200 feet just to get to the gates, right? The bridge is 200 feet from the edge, from the gate, to where it, like, touches down at the very top level of Torvir. Is it, like, musty, ruiny kind of smell down here? Or? Um, it's not ruins. It, it is a very oh, right. city. Especially at the top levels. Are they still celebrating? Like, is it still, you know, kind of... Or is this kind of completely solemn? All celebrations have been, you know, terminated. So, the top level of Torvir Deep is, like, government buildings and, like, uh, military and other very, like, formal places. You have to go down at least one level before you start getting, like, taverns and, and inns and other places like that where people might want to party. Um, so for now, it is a very somber, uh, reserved atmosphere. So while, while we're kind of walking across the bridge, I'm going to kind of bump in, uh, kind of like bump Javid a little bit. Like, did we ever get paid for the job we did with Casimir? Did we it up? That we said we did. That we talked so Onox prop wasn't with us, so he wouldn't know. Uh, but Javid would know that we got paid seventeen thousand gold in gems. Um, yeah, for Javid our thing. I thought we I thought we did the distribution. If we didn't do the distribution. It was, then, yeah, no, yeah. No, it was kind of did. a it was kind of a whirlwind after you guys got paid. It was like you got you got the money. We went to the tavern. We got jumped in the alley. Um, I talked to Protos, we went to the boat, and then the next day we went off with Protos. So, like, there wasn't, like, a moment that we, like, divvied out payments. So, I had figured out how much it would be per person, which was 2800 per person and then 200 into the party fund. Um, but I think we had agreed that we weren't going to split it yet because um, we, you know, just hadn't done that yet. We could probably do that when we get somewhere to sit. Because we have a bunch of other things that need to be distributed too. Like there's some gems and jewelry that we need to sell. And um, the payment was in gems. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I think in general we know how much the gems are worth, but we have other gems. Um, and we also have some jewelry. We, I mean, we could we could distribute all of that once we get somewhere to actually sit, and we people could add it to their character sheet if they want. I was just asking to make sure we got paid. We did. We did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, as soon as we get a chance to catch our breath and sit down around the table, and we can do the distribution. All right. Are we going to an inn, or are we going to Asriel's studio? I'm going to take that to you. I feel great you. now. Yeah, one of my favorite inns, probably on like the fortune hunter levels, like a nicer inn, not like the scummy place yet. Um, the fortune yeah. hunter's office is on the third level. All right, so, you guys so are currently on the first level. 
actually, the fortune hunters, they have, like, a meat hall, right? Yes. Yeah, let's go to the fortune hunters' meat hall. Oh, you yeah. You guys can meet some of our, you know, compatriots. They can, you know, convince yeah, you to want to join. You get a bonus next time. Yeah, yeah. We're going to take them to fortune hunters to not recruit them, but totally recruit them. No, yeah, totally recruit them. Because they have a meat hall and they can, you know, we can hang out with other fortune hunters and talk about, you know, our stories and all that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. People are going to want to hear our, our story. You want to say, uh, yeah, help, you'll uh, come with me and, and, uh, We'll go uh, check in with the uh, the guild. Get you guys signed up. Uh, Javid, your handler is Brahmas Stormforge, correct? That's correct. And didn't Thunder? What, what was his name? Thunder speak. The one that we met in Canny, um, Canny, Tori. Didn't oh. he say he was coming over here, like yeah, to drop stuff right. off? Yeah. All right. So, kind of leading your party away from the throng of refugees who are being sorted. Uh, sent various directions. Um, your party knows their way around and is able, easily able to just kind of talk your way past one of the guards really quickly and uh, head yeah, down. When we get to the checkpoints, we'll say, yeah, we, we live here. We know where we're going. Yeah, and then the guards just kind of shrug at you and, all right, let you guys pass. You head down a few steps, you know, into this little narrow um, stairwell and kind of winds its way down. You find yourselves at a level below. Um, wind your way down another set of steps uh, and find yourselves on the third level which does contain the uh, main hall of the brand the Torbjord Deep branch of the Fortune Hunter What's the third level look like? Like is it the normal level of expected activity? Is there like you know kind of a lot more solemn or people on edge? As you guys exit the uh, this like stairwell onto the third level, you can tell that there's a lot more like positive energy in the air. There are you can hear kind of the echoing sounds of songs and uh, dancing and, and music making their way down through the area. You pass a group of, of dwarves who are like drunkenly swaying together, their arms interlocked, singing some dwarven mining songs. Can Briar join in with them? She would totally do that. Uh, sure, go ahead and give me a performance check. She does right. not speak Dorvern, so can we, can we say that she's trying, like, they're singing in Dorvern, and she's trying to sing in Dorvern without understanding Dorvern? Yeah, Briar is just, like, saying the same sounds as them at, like, you know, like the like a fraction of a second 
delay, but it's not quite right, and she misses some of the intonations and syllables, and she's just kind of belting the music back at them very awkwardly. The dwarves, however, are way too drunk to notice, and they're they don't they don't worry about it. It's just everyone's having some fun. You know, you like me at the around the uh, the campfire last night. Half remembered songs, don't remember any of the words, but uh, try to join in on the tune of the chorus. Just fitting in. You know. Also. Before I forget, Liam or Trey, is there any way you give me some Neverdoll from the, sh the yard? If I can find it. His fixture's gonna pop. <laughs> Alright. So, kind of winding your way through the alley, alleys of the third level of Torvir Deep. The everything is illuminated by these like uh, ornately designed like pipes of natural gas that kind of come up to a spout, and then there's this like little glass orb filled with flame, illuminating the pass. There's Hundreds of them dotting the space. There's not really anywhere that would be considered dark. This, you know, even the the uh, this, you know, narrow little like sideways back alleys that you have to turn to squeeze through are still illuminated. Uh, but following Javid and Azriel's uh, excellent directions, you kind of weave your way through the city and. Up a couple steps, a door is opened in front of you, and there's this like loud, boisterous tavern music flowing forth. Uh, you hear singing and dancing, and above the door, kind of carved into stone, is Fortune Hunters. You step inside, it's this long hall. Stone tables, people of all shapes and, and colors are, are sitting at tables, dancing and, and singing. Uh, there's a few bards in one corner. As soon as you guys... I imagine that the whole place has the vibe of, of uh, people who've seen a lot, survived it. Uh, you know, they've, they've, they've got that um, uh, you know, pic picture a room full of... Uh, Navy SEALs or something. So I so I have this, when I at least envision it, I, it was from, the idea came from the Mandalorian and that, like, bounty hunter thing, but, you know, not as, like, strict. It's, like, these kind of, like, rough and tumble, like, you know, people who don't really want to be part of, like, any uniform type thing, but, you know, they just kind of, 
they they get together so it's like random basically cell swords is kind of my impression oh yeah there's no there's no uniform appearance and there might be a few more dwarves who happen to be working here despite the nature of Torvir deep but there's all kinds of people you see earth genasi uh humans a few elves uh there's even a leonin in one corner a couple halflings a gnome all kinds of of people a minotaur, yeah. a typhling. With this competent sense of, of being fully aware of, of their capabilities. Uh, and and definitely there's an, an atmosphere, at least like kind of based on dress, like weapons on their hips and, and stuff like that. Everyone in this room is dangerous to a certain extent. Like these aren't just like, you know, this isn't a random inn in like a farming village. These are like, you know, these are dudes who got paid to like hunt dragons, that kind of shit. I'm going to walk up. First thing I'm going to do when I walk inside is I'm going to walk up to the bards and I'm going to throw 20 gold in the hat. They uh, kind of nod at you. The the lead bard strumming at the lute says, what can we play for you? Uh, I don't know. Play something from the waist if you know it. Something a little more rhythmic, something a little more bassy, you know? All right, we can try. They uh, kind of drumming and, and other things. They start playing. It's not from the waist, but it is you know a little bit more um, rhythmic and uh, more to your your style. Yeah, bassy, drummy, more percussion, less string type oh, yes. thing. A lot of drums. You can see one of them like sets down uh, a. Uh, yeah, like a pan flute and, and picks up another like little uh, little drum and is like you know rattling their thumb on it or whatever what, the dude in the back pulls out bongos something like that something uh, danceable that the uh, you know people start tapping their feet and, and uh, bobbing their heads can it be like a mosh pit like can a mosh pit form um, I punch Azriel in the face. <laughs> I punch you back. <laughs> yeah, I think you picked the wrong person to punch. Hey, she wanted a mosh pit. No, no, no. This is this is Crystal saying a mosh pit. Oh, work. Azriel is completely. She she has her her uniform. She goes to the bartender, asks for the usual. Which gives her her wine with her very, you know, high spices. She goes to the table that she always sits. If it's empty, she sits down with her back to the wall. If it's not empty, she tells whoever is in there to move. All right, it's it's empty. They they you know see you coming and, and kind of scoot off to to one side to let you sit down. Um, there isn't a mosh pit. There's uh, the air in this place is you know people who fight for a living and they don't need to you know bring their fighting home type deal like that's what they do when they're not fighting yeah they would much rather sing and dance and, and have a good time than you know come to blows as you guys are kind of moving through, if it comes to blows then uh, people are being carried out in body bags oh yeah these are the wrong guys to mosh uh, as this is kind of happening uh, out of the crowd kind of Pulls up behind you and like clamps this, you know, big fist on uh, uh, Javid's shoulder, and then another one on on um, 
snow as you guys are kind of walking in together. You look down, and, and this little, you know, thick, you know, muscly little dwarf in, in a, like, uh, some, like, splinted armor. Oi, Javid, how goes it? Welcome back. How was your trip with uh, the little, you know, the, uh, uh, what was it again? It was the, uh, where did I send you? I don't even remember. It's the scholar. The what? He was a scholar. Oh, yes, it was the Everhold Institute that chartered you. Yes, yes, how'd that go? Was it exactly, uh, uneventful yeah. and, and It went well. I thought we were going to be out three times as, as long, but we got something for him pretty much right away, and, and uh, it was uh, was quite successful. Uh, a nice, tidy little hall for us, and, and uh, uh, bonuses, so... Uh, obviously, drinks are on me tonight. That's good to hear. I've uh, been looking for you. You're just the man for this sort of thing. You got something for me already? Oh yes. There's another job coming up. Uh, well, not really coming up. Yeah, it's right now type deal. Uh, well, right, who's, uh, who's your friends here? I dropped my bag at the uh, at, in the hostel. Uh, right, yeah, we've, got, uh, we've got a room ready for you up top. Things are kind of filling up quick, but, uh, you know, you can have your regular one, I guess. All right. All right, good, but uh, no no business for tonight. Let's, oh. uh... All right. You don't want to hear about this one, then? Well, I don't know. Is it it's, right. it's time sensitive? All right, all right, all right. Let me let me grab a, a, a tankard and, and tell me all about it. I bring your friends too. They're, uh, are they members of the organization? Uh, as well, you know. Uh, I see her in the corner, being it, uh, you know typical self or whatever. I'm sure yeah, you'll fill her in and later. The, the rest of them I, I hired for the job, and and uh, they're not members yet. But you you uh, you can put the touch on them, and and. Uh, oh, I love getting new members. Get get and, them uh, signed up. Anybody who wants to hear about this and uh, sign up with me, follow. And I'll uh, make sure we get you pinned into the membership roles and uh, get you much better commissions from here on out. Right, yeah, you, you guys want to sign up because the commissions are, are, are flush. Plus the, the benefits, there's a retirement plan. Well, I mean, sort of. You know, try not to die. Not a lot of cash in. Yeah, it's, just, it's more like a, a uh, uh, physical remains repatriation program. Yeah, there's a hefty 401k, but nobody draws on it. <laughs> Is that why it's so hefty? Oh, yeah. I think, like, I've heard of one guy getting old enough to draw on it. That was it. <laughs> Everyone else seems to perish early. Well... Live fast, die young, right? It is a wonder how that, uh, you know, why that is, but uh, beats me. Baffling, truly. All right. <laughs> we'll uh, I'll hop in the back and we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I'll, I'll go to the bar and, and uh, uh, say, uh, keep, keep the, uh, the drinks flowing to the, the table back there. Uh, Lomas is, is uh, it's his treat. 
the uh, dragonborn behind the bar just kind of nods at you. You know, you've you've talked to him before. He, he knows you, Asriel. Yeah, starts. He's pouring Asriel's spiced wine and uh, your typical like, uh, uh, I don't know, whatever they drink in uh, Marquette, some Marquesian flavor. Yeah, yeah. I I would expect it would also be um, like mold wine, heavily spiced, but but uh, perhaps not uh, hot. Yeah, hers is like a spicy spiced wine, and yours is just an, a regular spiced wine. A flavorful. Yeah, like a, a nice flavorful <laughs> wine. He kind of serves some up, and he's uh, pouring some of the other also regular spiced wines for the rest of you that he kind of sees follow Javid into the back with Promise. Uh, Promise pulls you guys into kind of this little, it's just a little, uh, you know, simple table in the back where you could you could eat. Or Are we going to in the corner? What? Bruce in the corner? Um, there's not really anything like that. So there's kind of this hall down um that if you keep going down it you'll get to like the the rooms where people can sleep in but the first portion is just like private dining area um, so you can kind of hear the the music in the distance the rhythmic drumming that onox paid for kind of echoing down the hall promise pulls the the rest of you and he's all right uh, this one's probably up your alley what with your Knack for investigating stuff a little bit more cerebral of uh, an employee than the rest of these dullards that I have working for me. Uh, I assume you've seen all the refugees in town. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, there's a lot less of them than there used to be. What's happening to them? Nobody knows. They're just disappearing straight off the street. Just going missing. What, here? Here in the city? Aye. And the issue is the uh, guards, well, you know, obviously a bit preoccupied with it. They've noticed, but haven't figured anything out. So they're uh, so hiring... wants to look into it? There is a contract out if the fortune hunter is able to track it, track it down. I know there's a few detectives from the uh, uh, the city guards who are working on it, but uh, they've had no, no progress. They've been working, I think, I don't know, the first one that went missing was two weeks ago, something like that. Maybe even further couldn't tell you but uh yeah there's a contract out for it anyone that uh deals with it uh, really finds anything meaningful out it's uh, a thousand gold that's how much they're willing to pay that that's is... a, a thousand gold for members and and for the nah, that would be just a total flat Great. So if your whole group does it, I can, I can toss in a little extra for you as you're, you know, you're kind of a whole group or whatever working together. But it, uh, as far as the city's paying out, it's a thousand flat rate. Oh. So it sounds yeah. like it it's, uh, should just take us a few days then. Oh yeah, this would be something super simple. Wouldn't take any time at all. Not for the likes of you. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, tell us more. You have to uh, tell us who the um, contact is in, in the city guards so we can get briefed on what they've done, what they've looked for, what they suspect. I mean, uh, they, they must have some ideas that uh, uh, necromancers or, or um, specters or, or uh, clay worms. All right, well, don't know anything about that. Uh, but your contact is Captain Smugboot. 
with the uh, city guard. Smudge boot. Yes. I don't know who that is. Uh, yeah, I've never heard of it myself, but that uh, that is the one who put out the contract. Uh, most of them have been going missing uh, down level 5, level 6, level 7, something like that, down at the bottom. Um, Sorry, um, DM question. What's the lowest level in the city? 7. 7. seven. Okay. Uh, and level and 6 where... is where your hovel is. Oh, so... Uh... Tim, Tim Pan Alley. Yeah. I they've uh, they've been setting up the refugees and uh, putting them in some of the unoccupied houses down at the bottom, and for whatever reason, from what I hear, sometimes they go back to check on them in some of the empty houses, and the houses are empty again. So that's what they're uh, asking about. It hasn't happened much, you know. I think I might it might have been less than less than thirty times that they gone missing. But it was enough that they noticed, and uh, they're wanting us to look into it. And the uh, uh, the houses they examined is uh, houses there intact. Wasn't like a. Um... I'm afraid you'll have to talk to Captain Smugboot. He's the one right. who knows all the information. We'll we'll, we'll check with the with the uh, the guard and ask about uh, ask after a. Uh, Captain Smug Boots and and, um, and get started on that. Uh, but for tonight, we're we're celebrating a safe return to the city. Nobody died, which is a, a wonderful thing. I appreciate that. Good to hear I... you're back in sorts. Now, for the rest of you, can I get you signed on as uh, members of the Fortune Hunters? Hey. You're on mute. I can't hear you. Yeah, Anna. Can, I, can I hear you? You're whispering at me. Can Hello? you hear me now? Yes. Yep. Yeah, I'll sign up. Nice. Can't hear you at all. If you can hear me, I'm on the uh, the game chat with Liam and the rest of the D and D people. What? I think he's on the phone. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll join. All right. Well, Gotta pay for my expeditions. Yeah, that makes sense to me. We do pay well if you come back alive. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Uh, so I've got I've got uh, audio issues. All right. Uh, hang on a sec. Are we signing up Briar and Demetari, or are we waiting for uh, them to? I, I just texted. I just texted Reagan. I think for those two, at least, we can uh, kind of we can kind of hand wave it, and next session, if they want to have signed up, we can say that they did. Because um, overall, Demet Demetari says no, absolutely not. Okay. Oh, and yeah, I would I would wonder if Briar would want to do the same. So yeah, part of me feels like she wouldn't. So, especially if other people aren't. All right, uh, but Bromus would like to sign up the uh, big strapping fella, and he gives Onyx his muscles to squeeze. 
Yeah, I mean, you guys are paying out enough, and I've seen you walking around the city, so Javid and Azriel have proven to me that you guys are worth sticking around for. That's good to hear. Welcome aboard, son, and he gives you a big hearty handshake. I'll shake his hand, and I'll just, like, smile and say, you need to give Javid a raise. He's actually the one that convinced me. We might be able to give him a commission or something like that. Uh, signer's fee or whatever. Alright, are the rest of you wanting to participate in the uh, shenanigans tonight? We're uh, celebrating Moradin. It's the month of whatever. I can't remember. The celebration of the Allfather. It is the uh, festival of Quinn Pilar. We're honoring the Allfather. Good old Moradin. Uh, anyone want to try Dragon's Breath? Yeah, I'll try it, and I'll hold my bowl out. Mm. Uh, it serves in a glass boot. Would Maybe be not, highly man. disrespectful to place it in something else, and it gives you a squinty look. Maybe not, then. I imagine, so So you can totally tell me this is not right, Liam, but I was so... I don't know if you've ever seen Drunk Fest, where they have, like, the ta the raised table, and then they have the competition where they're, like, you know, drinking it, like, both. And so it's, like, you have, like, it's, like, when someone says they're going to drink the dragon breath, they, like, have the whole place stop and clap, and everybody watches it. Oh, they're about to do that. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, anyone else want to, to try the dragon's breath? I'm going to wander off and see if I can't get food and other stuff. Just kind of chill. Briar would do the dragon's breath? I feel like she would do the dragon's breath. Guys, uh, uh, they're going to start calling us up in, in uh, five minutes. So I need to go. Uh, uh, I will see you later. Farewell. Enjoy, it. Enjoy your flight. I think... I think if you're okay with it, I think it'd be cool if Briar was actually here to do the drinking game. Um, we have been playing a little over three hours, so I think that would probably be a good spot for us to stop. We'll pick back up with some drinking games. So I hope you had fun. Hell yeah. I um, probably.